Well, what do we got here? Universe, good afternoon-ish? Yep. It is good afternoon-ish because it is 12.32 here on what is the 20th of March. <laughs> March. At least it's an MA month. It's an MAY month. It's May. 1232 two, on 520.23. 05.2023, I suppose, if you're uh, of the American bent. Otherwise, I think it's 230523, or 200523. Oh, which means, hey, Phoebe, we're coming up on Palindrome Day. At least if you're in Europe. Yep. That'll be Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday will be 230523. Well, 23523? See, I don't know. Anyway, since I get. More downloads from outside the United States than I get from inside the United States. You know what that says? It says people in the United States still have that hyper-complex, self-imposed delusion of, well, what's he talking about? Can't be an American's fault. We're the fucking saviors. We're the ones who fix shit. We come in and make the world right. <clears throat> Can't be something we've done that's made this whole clusterfuck come to bear. Oh, Phoebe. It is a clusterfuck, trust me. <clears throat> Alright, so... I actually put myself through the... Would I call it torturous? There was one good moment. And actually, there was one cinematically good moment. Well, I watched something called The Justice League. Yeah, it's a Batman, Superman... Well, Superman Comes Back to Life movie. And it's... um. It's as ridiculous as you would expect. But the one entertaining moment I got out of the whole thing was at the end, in the list of cast, they actually had Lois Lane above Wonder Woman. And so that means that Amy Adams has more, what, Hollywood cred than Gal Gadot? Or Gal Gadot? I don't have any idea how to say Gal's last name. I don't even know how to say her first name. Maybe it's Hal. But... If the Wonder Woman credit isn't more important than the Lois Lane credit in the movie called The Justice League, I mean, Hollywood's just broken in so many ways, it's stupid. And that's one of the ways that is most stupid. But my favorite line of dialogue in there happens about, I don't know, five minutes in, when I think a bad dude robbing a bank says, I don't believe it, what are you? And this is to Wonder Woman. And she says... A believer. I mean, I know you have to simple this stuff down for the 8th grade education audience because that's primarily who you're appealing to, but when I don't believe it, what are you, a believer? It's just, and this, this literally is what's passing for wisdom or insight or the... <laughs> the veil of some level of humanity being exposed through the caricature that is Wonder Woman versus bank robbers with lasso of truth. But, oh well. I asked for it, I got it. Still, Amy Adams. Hmm. And she looked pregnant or something in this movie because she's barely in it. That's the other thing. She's barely in the fucking movie. And uh, somehow pulled the third cast designation behind Batman and Superman. Well, way to go, Amy. Um, <clears throat> all right. 
What I really got on to talk about today is, yes, Phoebe, this is what I got on to talk about today. Not your basketball-sized tumor that you're licking. No, I got on to talk about integrity in the rise of censorship. And this nut is so huge, we certainly don't expect to crack it today, do we, Phoebe? No. Um, of all the future outcomes that stun me, the level of censorship and the crafting of both meme and media script, literal parroting of our media across all American instances, you couldn't see this coming. You couldn't see the complete disintegration of the individual voice into a lockstep think tank, group think commodity that is, yeah, but that's not the official story. <laughs> no, no, that isn't the official story because the official story is fucking horseshit. It is the crafted narrative for those who are most exposed by what the official story truly is. But what I didn't see coming, obviously, was how powerful... Oh, hang on. Okay, so I have to admit that my dog could go any day. She could last another year. She's, she's been blowing up like a Macy's Day parade balloon who is leaking since she was seven. And she'll be 12 here in about three months. Um, so she's up on the bed today, but she can't get up on the bed without me lifting her. And she weighs about 100 pounds now, so lifting her up on the bed is no easy chore, especially because I have to be ginger about where I hold her so that I don't cause any discomfort to her while I pull her up onto a bed that's literally 24 inches in the air, right? So when she's up here, <clears throat> she's making these big coughing noises. Well, it's because she doesn't really have any way to release the pressure that's on her tumor without just kind of lying on her side. But when she lays on her side, then her neck tumor, the one that's right under her chin, causes her discomfort in her breathing. So she basically just has to sit straight up with her front legs perched over the mattress, leaning into me. Losing her breath whenever she has to. Right, Phoebe? <clears throat> but, as she puts her big paw on me, and I get the sense that she wouldn't want to be anywhere else, even if the discomfort here is a little bit more than her position can take, well, she's my best friend. So, we do whatever's necessary for the dog to be in my life in a capacity that makes us both feel like we are comfortable and each other's buddy. Right, Batman? Yeah, I'll be Robin today. You can be Batman. Where are you going, Batman? Gotta go outside. So, given she's getting frisky, I'm gonna pause and be back to talk about all this censorship in the day of <sighs> dystopian media control that you could not see this coming. I promise you could not see this coming. So what you're saying is you just want some loving? What, like this? Well, you want me to put my hands here? 
What? You want to get that chest rubbed? Oh, get that chest rubbed. Oh, under your neck? You want me to do that? You want me to do the jaw? Oh, 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 yeah, you need some clipping in there. Gotta get in there and get some clipping done. Oh, the neck. Oh, yeah, boo-boo. Oh, yeah, you like that, huh? Oh, do you? Oh, do you? Yeah, you whip your tail. You whip your tail. Oh, yeah. oh bless you. Why do I say bless you to you? I do not know. Well, look at that. You're whipping the tail on the kitty. The kitty's not even complaining. This is crazy. Everybody's in such a good mood. Why is everybody in such a good mood? Because it's Saturday? Probably. Okay. So, uh, having had enough time to enjoy my dog's love and reciprocate in kind. And, oh, good kitty, you are good. Why are you so good? Hmm? Just being a good kitty. And uh, now, having gotten the cat outside, or, I mean, sorry, the dog's outside, the cat's still sitting there taking a, taking a chill nap. Not something we see from the cat very often. All right. So controlling the narrative, literally getting to choose what's seen, the power that that became, even as hard as it was to get some of the obscure source material that might flesh out an entire picture of, say, uh, Gnostic mysticism or some other esoteric uh, uh, platform from the past, well, these initiatives were um, were always fringe if not flat out um, uh, misinformation I don't know how else to put it you kind of knew you were wandering into areas where phoniness was part of the game how much Bigfoot uh, uh, footage could be legit or could any of it be legitimate? The, the whole idea that you were wandering where you knew there was chicanery about, if not completely uh, underpinning the entire uh, concept, well, it never felt like going to research uh, friction and the formulas therein that could determine how much friction any applied body had against the counter-gravity pull of an inclined plane. Those felt like numbers and calculations that were legit. Whether or not a UFO had two aliens in it, one alien in it, or two guys in monkey suits, uh, this starts to get into the realm of the weird. <laughs> but it was always there. It was there. And if you think of censorship as crafting out the noise that is irrelevant, taking away the bat baby and not caring that you're throwing out the bat baby water with it. Well, okay, but you're dependent on an entire subjective judge of bat baby water story uh, censors to know when the story about the baby water is in fact the truth. Pause. Okay. I think we're combobulated again. Um, dog's down on the dog bed. Cat's still up here being good. Wow. How did Kitty make a full recovery? How did Kitty go from death's door to good? Huh? Huh?
hunting mice again for fuck's sake. How did that happen? Does anybody know when to put a cat down? Is that just mystical knowledge that you just wait till your cat says, that's it, I'm down? Before you ever think that you know that it's coming? Cats have nine lives is maybe my favorite cliche now. Okay, but you know it's not my favorite cliche? Shut up, man. Is that a cliche? Uh, okay, that's not a cliche. But <laughs> if you're going to depend on somebody of expertise to tell you when you've wandered into land that is nonsense and thus needs to be eradicated from the public record, well, again, and I, and I fear that what we've done is we've turned this these decision-making vectors over to the AI gods, and they are now the ones underpinning what it is we can and cannot see, based, of course, on input from a human being who finally decided, no, no more cat videos for you. Okay. If you're going to allow the media that you're exposed to to be culled by anyone other than you, well, you've given an enormous amount of power over your own ability to discern your reality around you to somebody who may not have your interest even remotely at heart. So, thus came the da -da -da -da, Hakuna Matata moment of free speech. Free speech. Make it free. Don't make it cost a dollar. Not even a buck oh five. Freedom does not cost a buck oh five. Um, free speech is free. Because, ultimately, what is the best discernment of what is and isn't of value? Well, you are. Which is why we make it all free. Because you can come in and sample all of it and say, this is the part that I'm going to go home with. This is the part I didn't even know was in the store. But it's all free. So, thank you for the experience. And off we go. But, when the internet was like that, oh my god, was the internet fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, you could say, what have you been doing this week? Uh, surfing the internet? And people would be like, yeah, fuck yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because it was a thing. You would just jump from website to website to website to website, and you would learn so much in the process that it would be hard to peel the glaze off your eyeballs so that you could put your eyelids down, so that you could go get some sleep, so that you could wake up and do the same fucking thing the next day. It was the birth of open information access on a conduit that included the social companionship of everybody in the world. <laughs> I mean, and, oh, God. It was wonderful. I mean, it was wonderful till a decade ago. Everything changed right around Sandy Hook. But censorship is a decision to not abide by free speech. Mature and progressive societies have a choice. We have chosen censorship because we are afraid of our own ability to discern what is and isn't of value in that wide-open store called free speech. I don't know why we've done it. 
And the idea that AI may be doing it, the use of software culling our conversation, our central square, well, yeah, that scares the shit out of me. The whole thing about AI that scares the shit out of you, or should, is that AI could be in control. AI could literally be running the show. That is the scary part. Scary enough to hit a vape? Apparently, yes. All right. Um, the, okay, there's the other incrementally scary part that comes between turning it over to AI and letting it run rampant. And that is the knowledge gained by the humans in control of the software that is gleaning that which has never been seen before except through these massive quantum computational algorithms that start seeing data at a meta level. Like how to create invisibility cloaks. That is such ingenious insight that just tripped over an AI algorithmic pursuit of something else. I mean, it's fantastic. But that's what true connection and knowledge gained is. It's seeing something here and seeing something in this sphere and realizing that those spheres aren't in fact independent. They overlap in this way. And that connection creates an entire connectivity into an industry that had never been seen before. Well, as humans did that, we progressed at a scale of time that was um, in the same vein of experience as the human experience itself. As AI is doing this, well, that's the whole intent of the concept of the quickening. We cannot keep up with that which is advancing at a pace that we cannot calculate and see the advancements in real time because we can't think fast enough. Only AI can. And that's what we've turned AI over to. Being the only self-policing force with the capacity to look at itself as a complete entity in scale and scope of what it's up to. No human has the capacity to see that. So, <laughs> the ultimate fox guarding the hen house scenario exists. We are all hens because it's impossible for us to be foxes. So sit we do like targets hoping that the foxes will all of a sudden find their vegetarian inside way and decide, you know, hens aren't as good as they used to be. Maybe we should just eat their eggs. Okay. Even that's a little weird, but you see where I'm going, right? This isn't good. And I'm not, I don't doomsay, I don't fucking care. Like, you know what? The only thing that I can doomsay is video games today are no better than they were 10 years ago. They just look prettier. And that's been true probably for the 10 years before that, but I was seeing all the look prettier stuff, so I fell for it. But now I can say with confidence, video games, they're the same as they used to be. It's just packaged prettier. Pause. Okay, so yeah, you just make it all free, right? But then, let's say it's all free. Who determines the access to what shows up first on Google's page results? This was the other part you couldn't see coming. You couldn't see how much access to the information that does exist and the control therein 
was the truest form of censorship that had obviously always been in play all around, but now existed in a way that was just noticeable. It wasn't just the stuff that was disappearing from the internet. It was the stuff that wasn't showing up where it used to show up. And this makes a huge difference because we are so culpable to the biases that come with being human. Confirmation bias. Appeals to authority. Trust in authoritative figures. All of these. They are the underpinnings of what make us easy to lead into corralled spaces. And there are times when that's advantageous. Hey, it's cold outside. Let's all go inside and get warm. But there are so many times when the inspiration of the individual is the necessary catalyst to move the group forward that anything stifling that independent possibility is setting all of humanity back. Which is why we all realized free speech for everybody. But then these tools that get created, like YouTube, for instance. YouTube is a powerful access point that created itself in many ways. And while you certainly don't go to YouTube for the truth about anything, what YouTube used to be was a place where free expression was <laughs> was available in verticals that never existed before. And <clears throat> having restrained that access point, well, what I hadn't thought about was how you could use the now restraint tools of co-moderation to craft messages to the audience at large that still exists hungering to provide some insightful capacity. And I don't believe free Flat Earth is one of these initiatives, but I could see its variables as something that play out this way. Meaning, <clears throat> if you really want something to be... Uh, <laughs> if you're the AI overlord, and you wanted something to be devoured by the human conversation meter, you could throw it into the zeitgeist in such a capacity as to get a whole bunch of conversations started until you found the, say, algorithmic, reflexive, uh, directional, uh, uh, conversational uh, aptitude that was likely to occur in these events, and then pull back that whole conversation. Because you could be doing experiments at this level. You could be using the entire society as a guinea pig factory to quantify idea uh, generation or meme uh, <sighs> I, I never had thought about the James Bond evil villain shit you could do with the type of software and control manipulation levers that are in play that I have been thinking about in the last, like, week. And yes, this sounds like conspiratorial bullshit. I agree. But if you don't think about what levers are being developed to be pulled in a way that turns society left, right, 
reverse, however you want to think about the movement of society generally. I don't know if you're capturing the meta picture enough to be incisive on the individual level about what you're truly experiencing. In other words, you have to think about this kind of stuff in a culture that has revealed itself to have these kinds of levers in play. <clears throat> and whoever's pulling that lever is no different than you. No matter how enabled or super uh, egocentric their sense of self has become, it's still you and they are identical. You're human beings having a human experience on 8675-309-Planet Earth. So whatever fallibilities are in the system that are prone to humane deficiency are there for all of us to have to worry about. So again, <laughs> I just think, well, yeah, this is somewhat fucking mental masturbation on a Saturday afternoon when I should be doing yard work. There's a purpose to thinking at the highest level how the levers in play are being pulled by the people pulling them because they're no different than you. All right. I think that's enough. But it's like when you use an interviewee to solve a company problem, you just keep throwing the same problem at your interviewees until somebody's like, yeah, you should do this with it. Oh, thanks, bro. There's fucking human beings involved, right? So look for the grift. It's there. All right, uh, this might be too big a topic to get into now, but I certainly want to speak to those who use some level of self-righteousness in a life that is otherwise shrouded in pain and, and compromise to help indicate that they are of, hmm, that they know they've, they've compromised their life somehow, some way. And yeah, this is, uh, again, virtue signaling and all that shit. But if you are sitting there with a life that has compromised because you are in a position to have been forced into being compromised, I feel for you. But you can get out of that. Stop being compromised. It's simple. If you're not living to your true self, then it's your fault. I mean, seriously. And whether or not you can go support a justifiable cause that makes you look like you're now in a position to show your honor and care about a world that is filled with cynicism and, and aggression. Well, that's not enough. Whatever cynicism and aggression has gotten you to swallow and say, I do this because it's the only way that I can survive. Bullshit. The only way you can truly survive is to be yourself. So in any way that you're not doing that, well, trust me, that's contaminating your soul and you're just getting a return trip to 8675309 earth to figure out what you did wrong this time uh all right so the kind of person you are versus the kind of person you know you are not um i think a large part of self-discovery is figuring out what you're not i am not blank so I can take this and say, well, I know I wouldn't doobity doop because I would never have doobity doop doobity doop before. Yeah, there's a lot of that that I think you have to say is legit and good and worth producing in real time as justification for who you are becoming. But once you know who you are, well, then anything else is just a waste of time. 
And this is shockingly... Oh, do you know how hard it was to watch that Justice League movie because it was two hours long? And because I knew that at the end of it, I wasn't... Well, thank God the Amy Adams thing happened at the very end so that I could at least say, oh my God, I wouldn't have seen that had I not watched this whole fucking movie. But the whole movie was exactly the movie you knew it was going to be before you ever turned it on. So there's nothing in there except one cinematic moment, which I think had to do with The Flash. There was some creative uh, interpretation of speed, and uh, The Flash was by far the most cinematically uh, inventive or creative outlet for the visual team. There you go. But you can say that about a Gillette shaving commercial. There is no reason to allow yourself to experience something that you know going in, you're going to come out with nothing having been gained. And that's what that movie was. So, being in that position is a strange position to be in because I don't like to watch things that I know offer me absolutely no purpose. But I did it yesterday because I swore I would go through three pieces of media that I had sitting in my the top of my queues of unwatched media. And of course, Justice League was the top of my blockbuster queue I had missed. The Man from Earth was in the top of my movies recommended to me list, and The Shape of Water was in the top of my, uh, I think, Academy Award nominations that I had missed. Whatever they were, those were the three movies that sat there saying, watch me next, watch me next, watch me next. So I watched all three of them. And got different things from all three experiences, but got exactly what I expected from Justice League. So, that's my fault, right? I wasted my time watching Amy Adams have more Hollywood credibility than Gal Gadot, or Hal Hadou. But, um, I guess if you know you're the kind of person who can't get anything out of a blockbuster superhero movie, then why would you put a blockbuster superhero movie on again? Well, to see if you're still the kind of person who can't get that out of it? Okay, yeah, there's that level of silliness. But other than that, at some point, Hollywood has nothing to offer. They're not giving me the $200,000 independent movie experience that The Man from Earth is, which poses the phenomenal question of... What if you were somebody who had lived for 14,000 years and just kept fucking figuring out life as the next stage of development in humankind came along? I can think about that movie for the next decade, and I will never, ever think about, I don't believe it. What are you, a believer? Again, well, I don't know. Does that have enough resonance to stick around for me to have to think about? Probably not. Okay. What else is on this list of shit? The dumber people are getting dumber, but the smarter people are getting smarter. I do think that's true. And I will give credit to uh, the Words Are Us, I believe, podcast, or Words Up podcast, maybe. I think that's Words Are Us. If it was Words Up, I I think I'd, I'd know. So, let's say it's Words... Maybe the um, the uh, copyright signal could be copyright symbol, not signal. 
Um, the C with the circle around it. It could be. Could be that it's like the trademark symbol. I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a part of the upper number bar above that punctuation pieces in this thing. Then it's the letter R and then the word us. So obviously those of us at uh, could be no one knows on the nose. Um, appreciate even just the wordplay. But these exchanges between, I believe their names are Danny and Emily, are phenomenal. They are smart um, people. But I'll admit sometimes they're going down... Um, um, hmm, uh, connection Road in places that I'm not really yet ready to connect. But they're also making disconnects in places where you're being spoon-fed connections. They're showing why those connections are uh, either uh, forced or uh, created or synthetic and not truly in existence whatsoever, uh, manufactured to a degree that is in favor of blank and blank. Now, usually it's in favor of blank and blank where I start to have to um, not know if the connections are valid, but... When you're seeing smart people have smart exchanges, it's easy to, again, fall prey to what looks like their special uh, knowledge in the space, their authority, um, and give them extra juice. But check them out, you must. However, they're clearly in addition to the smarter people getting smarter column. And I think this was even their comment, that they were noticing that dumber people are definitely getting dumber, but in that space that gives room for smarter people to get smarter. And I agree. So good comment. Um, and then I think they said, Oh no, that's me. But no, there was something else they said that I wrote down for sure. Um, nope. That we've already talked about. Oh yes. Is it possible that the hundredth monkey could pop all at once? And I'm not sure which one of them. I believe it's the brunette, uh, with the red lipstick. Um, who I think is Danny, said, um, yes, fuck yes, of course it is. Otherwise, why are we doing this? And that, again, is absolutely right. If you don't believe that the 100th monkey is there ready to pop, in other words, that the flip from this reality of created and crafted narrative that is completely state-sanctioned and state-organized to the benefit of whoever the state is currently supporting, can burst all at once, well then why do you keep peppering away at the balloon that is the state sanctimony that doesn't exist? Well, that balloon can pop all at once. So, another really good comment. <clears throat> okay, now, back to the ones that are me. Why do we feel less than those who have the active levers in their hands? already talked about it um <clears throat> creating a new toolbox for a new world set of problems yeah this is another thing i didn't see coming i thought if you just had valor and truth and justice and <clears throat> uh, liberty in your toolbox well you could conquer all problems but i don't know if that conquers surreptitious censorship of the message and the degrading of the public square through hierarchy of information access. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm going to look into that. But boy, do I think there may be a new toolbox necessary to fight the problems of a new world. Okay. 
How English is a language about me. I've, I've been coming back to this one a lot, thinking how much you are ensnared by the words and the sentence structure idioms available to be spoken in your conceptual language as it exists that you have no choice over. I didn't choose English. I was born in America. English is what I was given. If I spoke Swahili, would I have a more interpretive view of the world based on the interactive organization of my language compared to English? Well, I, I could. The point is, the philosophy of language is deep, textured, and not something I'm going to cover in a two-minute blurb out of a <clears throat> Law and Order notebook-sized um, uh, scrib note to myself. But it's, it's important. And again, these two, uh, Emily and Danny, go into the power of language in a way that's palpable. It makes them um, critical thinkers in a time when language crafting is part of the message of censorship that we're all suffering. So, having no way to say anything better than that, I'm going to leave it right at that. Um, other than to say there was also the note that the mind language has no concept of I am. That is true. And remembering that, <laughs> in some ways, is reaffirming that there are more ways of doing it than can be counted as even conceptually in your, in your coloring book. You can so easily self-determine that you've got everything figured out when you think, but if I was born a Mayan, I wouldn't even have a concept of what I am is. I have, I own, there was no such thing. Really. So, again, that makes me sit back and say, well, what the fuck do I really know? I know what I've been trained to think. And a good trained thinker can I be. Believe me. I can spit back the best opinions you can throw at me with the sort of lap it up sycophancy that, well, it'll make my dick trickle. Why do I self-identify as a feminist? Should I say that one? Well, here's the short answer. Because I live in a patriarchy. And so if you're not fighting for the underdog, and believe me, one of the things I know, of the two things I know coming to earth, one is I will never, ever, ever fight for the favorite when I can fight for the underdog. Wait, is that one of the things I really need? Well, it doesn't matter. That's one of the things that's clear as a bell now. And as a feminist, I believe that what I'm saying is I see that women have uh, the second tier of power control in the society and thus recognize that they have an uphill battle that men are sliding downhill into. And that's it. That's the short answer. The long answer, well, keep listening, or if you're smart, and do what I say. Although, <clears throat> if I really waited almost 40 minutes to tell you you shouldn't be listening, well, you shouldn't be listening. This isn't the kind of thing that you can do and say, oh, well, yeah, this afternoon I listened to a podcast. This is slightly better than watching the Justice League movie. So I'm not trying to be a hypocrite. We're all capable of being lazy. But what you're doing while you do this is important. Number one, speed this up. If you're listening to this, don't listen to it at 1.0 speed. 
What's your limit? Find out. Challenge yourself. Why are you listening to any recorded media at 1.0 speed? Even if you're 95 years old, listen to that shit at 1.25. It's time to speed up. The quickening of the machines isn't going to allow you to continue to slow down your pace. Now, I think you should be slowing down your pace. Just not while you're listening to podcasts. If you're gardening at human pace while listening to podcasts at 2.25 pace, well, in the scale of the universe, you're kind of moving at 1.125%, which is good. That's just a little bit above 100%, but that's the kind of quickening you need to start picking up the pace on. So, listening to me at double time, triple time, whatever you can handle, is a must. Just like doing something else, like cleaning that kitchen cat trash can. Have you done that yet? Probably not. You just bought like lavender scented trash bags so you can mask the trash can smell in your kitchen. Okay, whatever. Or you could just clean that shit. If I don't truly believe I deserve it, I never will. Hmm. I don't know if I can end it better than that.